Hello and welcome to Our Lady of Victory. Today's March 2nd. It's Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. And first of all, I just would like to invite you to Our Lady of Victory tonight. If you um, are looking for a service to attend, I'll be presiding at the 6 p.m. service. It'll be a word service and ash distribution. If you can't make that, throughout the day, our staff will be available um, distributing ashes. So if you want to stop by and see us, please do so. We're going to reflect today on the readings from Mass. Uh, the first reading from the prophet Joel and on the gospel reading uh, from the gospel of Matthew. So let's start with that. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen, I, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees you will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may appear not to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I think there's a theme that's running through uh, recent readings, the Sunday Gospels for sure, and today. It's present today as well. Well, And I think that theme, I would call it hearts ready to be transformed by God, God's grace. In the first reading from the prophet Joel, the people are suffering from famine and drought. Uh, they have suffered devastation as a result of uh, invasion of locusts and they're suffering from famine and drought and the prophet is calling the people to wake up to proclaim a fast to pray the lord speaking through the prophet joel calls on the people to authentic repentance rend your heart not your garments he says well the people answer that call and the lord responds god hears them the scripture tells us that the lord is stirred with concern for his land and took pity on his people and he begins to restore them. He sends them grain and wine and wheat. He says, you will be satisfied. Well, we said before in, in some of these reflections that the journey of the people of Israel in the Old Testament often serves as a metaphor for our spiritual journey through this life. Rend your hearts, the prophet proclaims. The heart in biblical language and I borrow from Bishop Barron here, I quote him, is the deepest center of one's life and consciousness and activity, the organizing center of one's life. 
God is asking us to rend, to tear open the core of our being so that he can enter and heal it, restore us, transform us. See, Jesus isn't simply calling us to do good deeds. Now, of course, that's included. That's kind of a symptom of what, you know, transformed hearts do, people that are in, in relationship with God do. He's asking us for our whole heart. He's asking us to surrender to him, the very core of our being. Well, that surrender requires detachment. Detachment from anything that may impede that kind of work in our heart, that may block us from responding to, to God's call on us, to his will for us. God works in surrendered and detached hearts. And the psalm today, Psalm 51 from today, it reveals um, the mind of one whose heart is open, who trusts, who's ready, confident in God's graciousness and mercy. We read this every uh, Friday in the um, Liturgy of the Hours, uh, every Friday on morning prayer. And here the psalmist acknowledges sin, his own sin, and invites God to go to work in him. A few passages. Oh, wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. In other words, free me from what weighs me down, what keeps me from being who God created me to be. Again, indeed, you love truth in the heart. Then in the secret of my heart, teach me wisdom. In my own words, I would say it this way. Give me that pearl of great price. Grant that I may know your mind and your will, O Lord. And then he says, a clean heart create for me, O God. Renew within me a steadfast spirit. Well, when we repent and believe in the gospel, the grace of God goes to work in us. We have to be ready for it. And we have to prepare for it. A theme of reward is also present in recent mass readings. Jesus teaches today that those in right relationship with God who give to the poor and pray and fast for the right reasons, not to impress others, but out of genuine love for God and humanity, will be repaid by the Father. And a few weeks ago, I think it was uh, two weeks ago, at the end of Luke's Sermon on the Plain, Jesus promises superabundance to those who seek to live the Beatitudes. He says a good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing will be poured into your lap. And even in this uh, next chapter in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus goes on to say, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. This is a promise from Jesus. Which one of you, Jesus says, would hand his son a stone when he asked for a loaf of bread or a snake when he asked for a fish? If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good things to those who ask him? Lent is a time for us to open our hearts anew to Jesus. It's not that we already don't have our hearts open to him, no, but anew. We're approaching the infinite God, our infinite God, and complacency is the enemy. There's always more that God wants to, to give us. He always wants to deepen our relationship with him. It's an awesome thing to think about and hope in and trust in. It's more, you know, it's a hope based on a promise from Almighty God himself.
Well, the three pillars of Lent, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, open our hearts to God. They increase our capacity for the Lord. In prayer, we bring a humble and contrite heart to God, like the psalmist said, to a God who knows our needs and cares about our journey through this life. You notice he responded to the earthly needs of the people of Israel in the first reading. God wants to fill us spiritually and in our physical needs as well. He cares about our plight in this world. Fasting helps us to develop a spirit of detachment. Almsgiving detaches us from wealth and glorifies God in that we, his disciples, bear the ultimate fruit of a transformed heart, of repentance and belief in the gospel and a relationship with him. We bear the ultimate fruit, which is loving concern for our brothers and sisters in this world. Well, go in peace, brothers and sisters. Repent and believe in the gospel and receive all that the, that the Lord wishes to give us.